What's up, guys? It's your host, Mystic, coming back at you with another episode of the Ronin Anime and Gaming Podcast, your one stop for anime, manga, and gaming news, reviews, thoughts, fire takes, and whatever else we have going on. Remember, if you want to stay updated on when new episodes come out, make sure you subscribe or follow us on your platform of choice. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast with your takes or want to discuss anime or just join the community, make sure you join our Discord or follow me on Twitch or Twitter, all of which will be in the description. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. So episode six. Who knew that we were going to make it this far? I didn't. (laughs) I thought we'd be done after two. (laughs) Yeah. It seemed that way. It literally, it did seem that way. (laughs) Yep. Look at us. Who who would have thought? Who would have thought? Look at us. Look, look, look how well we're doing. I wouldn't say all that. <laughs> so, Matt, open it up, man. How was your week this week? It was good. Pretty average week, you know. Work. Watch TV, repeat. That's, that's pretty much my <laughs> life. How was your week? Yeah, Slim, how was your week? Uh, Matt, tell us about your week again. How was your week, man? It was fine. Um, Did you do anything fun, Matt? Is that a no? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. It's pretty just uh, chill, hang out, same old, same old, run the mill. What you been watching this week, Matt? Um, so I actually, oh yeah, I did get something fun. I got uh, Heroes Rising. Ooh. I pre-ordered that. I rewatched that. That's a fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah. That uh, last fifteen to twenty minutes are uh, exquisite. It has to be one of like the best animated fight scenes I've ever seen. Oh, 100%. As someone with MHA and doing music in the background of their fights and kind of toning out the sounds of the actual fights, it just... It gives me the chili willies. Yeah, it gives you the chili willy faux five fillies. It's it's debatable. <laughs> I mean, with some movies, like, I mean, it's not a movie, but like Naruto, when they cut the music and it's just, you, all you hear is the fight, that's super good, but... I don't know the way MHA has done it with their series. I think it's. I feel like it makes it. Chilling. It makes it more emotional, with like that orchestral music. I mean, it is debatable. Yeah, I don't think that's debatable. <laughs> Those last fifteen minutes were fire. I mean, they were. I'm not going to say it's the best. The best. It's one fight. of the best. I, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to actually. objectively pick a best fight scene it's all going to be a matter of opinion but it's definitely up there the amount of time spent animating that had to be ridiculous like it's definitely a top animated scene (laughs) i mean let's let's not forget about the whole fate series too i mean and the mob series yeah but that's they're not on a movie budget on season three of seven deadly sins the greatest animated season ever <laughs> yes sir <laughs> dude absolutely planking on the, <laughs> on the chair 
looking swollen like he got stung by bees. Damn, bro. Stung by bees? Yeah, he was swollen, swollen. So, uh, so Matt, did you do anything fun this week? How did you do? <laughs> am, I, am I looking? Are you looking for something? I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little confused. I mean, we just, we just want to hear about your week, man. I literally did not do anything that special. I watched, uh, I watched My Hero Academia. Did you watch the new episode of JJK? I did. I watched that yesterday. I kind of want to talk about it for a little bit. Like, you said it was a make or break episode for you. It's still just leaving you hanging, which I think is a good thing. I think that's good for shows to do, to keep you coming back. Yeah. But I just wish I would actually get some, and I know it's only like, what, five episodes in. They're yeah. not going to give you all the information, but it would be nice to, no, I don't know, bit. just have a little bit speed along, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's been packed, filled with, like, none of it's been, like, filler time or anything like that. So I'm enjoying no. it. I don't know how you feel about it, Mystic, the last episode. So you do any fun, You do anything fun this week? <laughs> so back to the last episode of uh, JJK. <laughs> that, uh, that episode made me want to read the manga, and I ended up reading, or when I finished the most recent episode, I think it was episode five, I read like 12 chapters right before my nap. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to be reading that to see where it goes because I'm really interested. And then I've seen people on Twitter talk about how the power system in that show is really interesting. And from what they've talked about in the show and the manga that I've read up to, it has pulled me in and it seems super interesting. So. I'm definitely going to be reading the manga on that. And then um, Slim and Matt have convinced me to start the My Hero manga. So I'll be talking about that too, hopefully. Or we'll be talking about that once I get caught up and Matt gets caught up. Yeah, I've seen some screen caps of uh, JJK that are of the manga that have some odd stuff in it. I mean, Mystic definitely showed me one of them. Which one did I show you? You showed me the one where he was talking about wide birthing hips and how much he likes tall girls or something like that. Wide birthing hips? Bro, yeah. what? I'm pretty sure you sent me something like that of a manga. No, 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 no. And I one of them was JJK. I didn't send anything about wide birthing hips. <laughs> the tall girl, the tall girls one is one I sent you. And I just yeah. passed that in the manga too. Maybe I saw it on Twitter of them saying that. And I'm pretty sure it's JJK, but I'm not sure. All I know, once y'all get to where I'm at in MHA, it's about to be heat, heat. Okay, okay. So, um, this is a real quick question, Slim. Uh, how was your week, man? I mean, if you're going to ask me if I did anything fun, no, not really. <laughs> We're not there yet. I was just asking how your week was. Uh, I don't know. I've been just watching shows. That's about it. That's it? Yeah, I ain't really been doing too much. Man, I know both y'all are two damn liars. There ain't no way one just works and watches TV and sleeps and the other just does nothing and watches anime. Well, I'm trying to get a job. I don't know if I told you about where I'm trying to get a job at, but it was where Matt used to work. So I'm starting to try to get my resume together again and get all that set up. Damn. So did you do any fun this week? 
I'd say probably not. Did you, did, did, did you do anything fun this week? Or? <laughs> Can you ask me about my week first? Uh, how was your week? And did you do anything fun? Is there a hierarchy of asking about someone's week? <laughs> I mean, I think there is personally, you know. I, you know, in life, Matthew, there are, there are orders to things. You know, there's a there's a hierarchy, and it's it's all around us. You know, if you if you go to Egypt, you'll see the the pyramids. You know, you start from the base, go up. If we travel to France, you'll see the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, and if you look at the uh, FDA, they have a pyramid where green beans are your base, and at the top is a little bit of carbs. Well, actually. <laughs> Um, through research and um, deliberation, it's been found out that major companies uh, paid off that is different true. corporations to make that food pyramid, and it's not the correct representation of what we should be eating. It's like called my plate now, or something like that. Yes, it's all fake, you know. So all um, fake. But back to what I was saying, you know, you can travel to France. You know, you have the Eiffel Tower, strong base, <laughs> and then you go over here to the. Uh, Washington Monument, you know, wide base, pointy tip, same thing. Aliens, nice. I don't know. Does that what? even count as a pyramid? <laughs> I, never, I never said it was a pyramid. I'm I know something else with the wide. The order of things is found all around us in nature and in life. So in conversation, that should also be there too. I feel like I'm talking to Buddha, bro. How did you describe uh, the Washington Monument? You said wide birthing hips and a pointy tip. <laughs> said wide face and a pointy tip. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> that is uh, that is not what I meant. I apologize for that. <laughs> but um, back to my week. It was a pretty good week. Can't complain. Do anything fun. Um, can I continue talking about my week though? <laughs> no, I don't no thanks. So yeah, you know, um, I started a new job a couple weeks ago. I have to wake up in the morning now, and um, that's not fun for me. I'm <laughs> a night owl, so yeah. still trying to get used to that schedule. And uh, I'm walking to work, which is really nice, actually. I enjoy it better than having coffee or or some caffeine in the morning, because walking up a hill at a 73 degree incline <laughs> is, really gets the blood flowing. If you know what I'm saying, it's the blood rushing. Yep, yep. Wait, really wakes you up, you know. So how long is that walk? Um, it's about half a mile, a little over half a mile one way. Oh, all uphill too, mostly. I like think I know which way like three tenths of a mile is all uphill. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. So you'll have strong quads by the end of this. You're saving the environment, cutting down on emissions. Yes, sir. You know, it's all about the earth and the future. You know, not the rapper. Yeah, in terms of doing anything fun, just been gaming, you know. Mm. I uh, edited some clips from my streams for mm. social media, which is fun. You know, I'll be posting those shortly. I'm really, I think, getting back into my video editing vibe and like graphic design vibe. I'm really starting to enjoy that stuff again. Yeah. Trying to focus more on some some art and different things. That's not school directly school related. Yeah. Which I didn't have for a while just because I was so busy. So it's nice to get back to that. Yeah, it's good to get away from what you're doing, doing something you enjoy that's a little more artistic, you know? Yeah. But to that point, I also 
kind of want to expand my circle because I do notice that, at least in my circle, I don't know if your guys is similar in this situation, but obviously we're all, we all have similar interests. Like anime is one of them. Gaming is one of them. I don't know a lot of people that are really that into art that, you know, I could talk about art with at length. Yeah. Really want to try and expand on that. I grinded the past two days and watched about every weekly episode that came out for the seasons I've been watching. And I finished Your Name and Asylum Voice. Sheesh, because you're watching almost every seasonal too. Yeah, it's a a big majority of the seasonals that I'm watching. (laughs) But that kind of leads into today's topic, which is three movies that Slim and I have seen, but Matt's only seen two of them, which would be Your Name, A Silent Voice, and Weathering With You. But before we get into two of those, I just want to say, when's the squad learning sign language? I'm 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 sold. <laughs> oh, now you want to learn it? <laughs> I'm so learn J JSO or whatever it's called. I'm not learning JSO. <laughs> Cause at least for me, like, I feel like in what I do and in the things I've experienced already, I feel like ASO is going to be way more, obviously, way more useful to me, just because I've already met with people that have been deaf. So hopefully in the future, if I do end up learning that, I can conversate with them or at least make them more comfortable into into their setting or whatever setting we're in. Yeah, when I used to work at a restaurant, we had, I had regulars who were uh, deaf. It's very interesting how they can still speak and form sentences without hearing themselves, which has always been wild to me, like how you can learn to do that. I read something online and I don't know how true it is or if it is true. And I'm just butchering this, the statistic, but I think it said that when you read lips, you can only like guess 30 to 40% of what the person's saying because similar sounds or letters have the same uh, motion of your lips. One of them out of the three that go was very good at it like very very elite at it and i was out you would always have to talk to her to go through what they want because they couldn't read what i was saying which was very always interesting to just see happen because being able to do that you have to be on another another level be a different animal did the person that would interpret for the other two would did she have hearing aids also or no yeah she was deaf also um but does she have hearing aids? Um, I don't believe so. I believe she was like close to 100% deaf. Like she was just very good at reading lips unless she's been there so many times before and then she knew what questions I was going to ask, which is a possibility, but I doubt that's what happens. You're going to a restaurant. There's only so many questions they're going to ask you. Yeah, that is true. I mean, with we get really specific about every order, and we they force us to ask every little detail. So, which is different from other like restaurants I know. So, I mean, I do understand like every restaurant definitely asks the same stuff all the time. No, I like the uh, real real world example you gave us, Slim. I 
also he used to work um in a hospital as you know but uh one day there was like a deaf patient and they were asking for a like a whiteboard for him to kind of conversate uh, i just ended up doing something quick like laminating a piece of paper and then like sending up a dry erase board for him oh, okay but yeah it's definitely prevalent especially in certain scenes like if you are in healthcare or as you were talking about like the service industry i feel like you're more likely to run into someone like that i mean if you know asl also just having that on your resume also being able to do that will get you a lot further in life so i've always wanted to try to learn i just know it's extremely difficult matt after the movie did you want to try to <laughs> learn sign language or are you throwing gang signs up afterwards <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm forgetting something anyway. But yeah, true, true. I feel like, if anything, I felt more compelled to learn the piano after watching Your Lie in April. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I did too. <laughs> than wanting to learn sign language. So I get it. I get what you're coming from. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. It's my life goal, or one of my life goals, to learn the piano in American Sign Language now. <laughs> Both at the same time. Just rapping with the piano, one hand doing the piano and rapping in sign language with the other. I'm definitely <laughs> going to ask um, Noah to, to give me some hand stretches. <laughs> you have arthritis. Right? <laughs> so for those that don't know, Noah is trying to be a physical therapist. So he's he's our go-to for whenever Slim or myself injure, each, uh, injure ourselves. when we Injure each other, too. We do be doing that sometimes. Yeah, he'd be, he be fouling me every time we play basketball. So, oh, definitely. so Matt, what did, you, what did what were your initial thoughts of A Silent Voice when you, when you watched it? Or what really stood out to you? Well, I didn't know much about, like, the whole deaf community, I guess. And, like, this – I mean, of course, you understand the struggles they face. But, like, the fact that they – I feel like it added a touch of real with the whole bullying thing because that's yeah. something everyone faces or a lot of people face in today's world. Obviously, it was taken up a notch. Obviously, it was a completely different scenario. But I felt like they made it relatable enough that everyone could take something from it. And other than that, it was just sad. I mean, it had a happy ending, but, like – at the beginning, you hated the dude. The next thing you know, he's the one that's like ostracized. And it was very much a roller coaster of emotions. I think that's the best way to describe it. Like you're sad, you're angry, you're happy, then you get sad again. And it's just all over the place. I mean, it's all the themes that they brought into that movie. I think it's one of those movies that have all of the relatable themes because they talk about friendship. It's about coming of age. It's about depression. It's about suicide, which everybody's affected by. Like somebody has known or had been affected by that uh, bullying, of course, and just bringing in even like having a handicap such as I wouldn't even say, I mean, it is a handicap, uh, like being deaf, like all the themes that they brought together just creates that roller coaster of emotions because I don't think I know one person that's not affected by at least one of those things. So I feel like that movie anybody would like. 
I mean, I tried to show Michaela, but she fell asleep in the first five minutes. Uh, Michaela? Michaela is my uh, girlfriend. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. And a very nice lady, very nice lady. Uh, Must be nice to have one. She, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's just not into like any form of anime or cartoons for some reason. But I don't know. Those first fifteen minutes like hit home because I've been directly affected by those like that stuff he was going through. I mean, I've known people and even in my own life, like where that's happened before. And I know you all both have also. So, so going into this movie, I didn't know much about it except that Matt and Jordan were telling me to watch it and that it was a really good movie. I did know it was, um, it had a character or it was about characters that were deaf. So that was kind of all I really knew going into it. Now, how that was all I knew since this movie came out in like 2016, I don't know. But in the beginning of the movie, I thought what was going to happen was um, Shoya or Ishida and his friends and then Shoko. I thought Ishida and Shoko were actually going to become friends because you did see them bullying her. And then there were instances where Shoko and Ishida were alone and like the, the screen would kind of freeze and then they would make eye contact and then Ishida would kind of get mad. So I took that in the beginning as he doesn't know how to like express what he's feeling and that he wanted to become friends. But then like, it just kept building and kept building and kept building. And it kind of took me left field. Like that kind of set the tone of the movie for me in not that it was going to be, not that it was going to be a like hype movie. Like it was going to be, it had serious themes, serious tones to it. And that I really had high expectations for the movie after the first like, 15 20 minutes yeah the the after as soon as i saw the calendar and the water money and then the breakfast scene happened um i don't know if you guys know which one i'm talking about specifically which was the first like 10 minutes yeah we actually glossed over that i i can't believe we did that that really really hit home because i've had people that have been through that uh, even in my own life like been through that i know everybody goes through hard times but that scene where his mother is crying towards him with the cash yeah and she accidentally burns it all up which was kind of like it was a very serious moment but it was like a little giggle they definitely tried lightening the mood with that a tiny bit after it i mean and it was good timing too because that's the first 10 minutes of the movie so you kind of need it to be little lighter especially when they turn it into like what you were talking about the childhood like it starts out playful because you you can tell he has a crush on the new new girl like immediately as soon as she walks in the room and he didn't know how to act towards her so he just bullied her just because she was different and he didn't know how to act well going back to the beginning like you said I was actually watching it at like 1.25 times speed just because like I still had to watch your name before today's episode. 
game. <laughs> this man on sicko mode. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, a, little, a little something, you know. But um, with that scene, like, obviously it being cut up, it was already a fast scene with fast cuts, right? Yeah. So you see that, and you see him go to jump and then come back. And literally in my head, I was like, wait, did they just show that? Like, is that what they just showed? Like, it just went by so quick. Yeah, you don't understand it. It's a little confusing. Just so fast. And then as the movie progresses and then that scene happens, you're like, wow, he really, that, like, that's what he was setting up for. I think they set up the rest of the movie so, so, so well. Um, I really hated the, him throwing out all the hearing aids. I mean, it needed to happen. Oof. That one made me, I don't know if you watch movies and when someone does something wrong, you kind of cringe towards it. That one was definitely like a, why, like, oh man, why are you doing this? It sort of makes you feel sick to your stomach. Yeah, it really does. And hearing the amount that, how much he's broken of hers and how much they've cost and seeing his mom go to her mom. Yeah, when I heard eight, I was like, I was like, they just threw away like bands. With that whole beginning scene in their childhood too, um, like you said, when they first introduced Shoko, I didn't think it was more of he likes her. I thought it was more of that they were kind of like odd, like odd by having a classmate that's not like them. Yeah. And then them coming together and then them slowly like not getting along with her not liking her and her kind of just trying her best to fit in but i also hated their teacher because there were times where uh ishida would like bully her or do what he was doing to her and the teacher would just tell him to quit but then when shoko gets pulled out of school and that other guy comes in and says that we think that she's being bullied and then the teacher kind of stood up and was like, Yo, Ishida, why don't you stand up? We know it's you. Like that scene really upset me too. That that was a rough scene. I think that's a bit of like movie magic. Like they needed to just to progress the story. But it it is a little upsetting. <laughs> I'm very surprised you didn't get like him being into her, liking her. Because there's there's scenes where he's blushing after her saying something to him or trying to get him to write in his notebook and even when she's first introduced like he looks up and he's starry-eyed they show his twinkle in his eye i don't know matt did you pick that up at all like that he liked her at all when they were in the younger days i thought so um you thought so a little bit like even the scenes where the scene where they're like cleaning the desk yeah and like they start like it's like a weird little fight it started off with like the blushing and things like that like to where it was like that childhood that child crush yeah i can see where you guys are coming from and i do think that's like i think that's like 1b but i thought it was more like that he saw something in her and vice versa that the other classmates didn't see in them yeah, I do see that also. She was very, very helpful towards him. And because she was, I can see it being like that, like how 
helpful she was towards him and how nice she was being towards him because she wanted him to be his friend that he didn't know how to act towards her because she was different. I can see it just being that, but I don't, it seemed like some scenes just, just seemed like they were definitely like at least hinting at it a tiny bit that he had a crush on her. I don't know if it was vice versa. I know I wouldn't help a person that much. That was bullying me that much. If I didn't like, like him at least a little bit, you know? Yeah. And I think that sort of boils down to like, she made it very clear that she wanted people to like her. And again, I'll say chalk it up to the movie magic that someone is that tolerant because most normal people would just be like, okay, well, I'm going to stop trying. But yeah, it was, I, I did think, because even that scene when she goes out to him on the playground and she was like, let's be friends after he just like ripped out her hearing aids and told her she was a freak and all that stuff. It's like she still tried. Yeah, but you also got to think like who she is and what she has, how different she is compared to the other children. She's like ostracized. I think you have to put in, you have to be a different type of person and you really have to put in a lot of effort to try to be friends with people, you know? And I think that's what they were trying to show, but it was definitely movie magic in how persistent she was you know just built different and she built different different type of animal peace 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 i do want to say something going back to your point with the movie magic i don't like to think for this movie it's like that in that way i just feel like the the point they were trying to make they really nailed home and they nailed it home well because in those instances when you are getting bullied you really are just trying to fit in, even though they're you're you're just trying to do whatever you can to fit in. The the little plot twist with all his friends turning on him was not nice, but I liked how they showed how it affected him when he transitioned into high school. We were just talking about how the scene with him first seeing Shoka in high school for the first time. Uh, and how he showed her that he learned uh, sign language, and she was just absolutely shocked by it. Uh, that scene, I think that's a very, very good scene, uh, just seeing how she reacts and then going to feed bread to Goose, you know? It's heartwarming and sad at the same time because she did like try and run away to hide when she first saw him. I also think it does a good job at showing the long-term effect it has on people. Like it's granted he was the bully that got turned that turned into the victim of bullying, but it took an effect on him. I mean, like he had they they drove the whole point home that he couldn't look people in the eye. Like he just didn't have that confidence. I think it's just that's adds to the relatability of it. I think this movie drives a lot of similarities to Anahana, to be honest, with the how people are dealing with what they did. I mean, it's not on the same level as a person dying, you know, but it drives and it drives like how people grow up with having that grief on their mind. If they change or if they stay with it, like you, you and I, you know, just stayed with the bullying. She just turned out to be an awful person still. And 
I mean, I think the scenes where they break down in Anahana is kind of, it draws similarities to the scene where they're all arguing with each other uh, at the end of this movie, you know, uh, except instead of just all of them crying, it's them getting angry with each other and talking about each other's flaws and what they've done in the past, you know. You're talking about at the very end, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I also liked um, what Matt was saying with the actual visual representation with the X's on everyone's face. And as he got friends and kind of got over his the trauma he received from being bullied and how the X's would fall, I really liked that. And I also liked how they went through the dynamic of kind of re-meeting everyone and having everyone work that out as you were saying like how they did in Anohana I will say like once he did meet Shoko again and they started getting along and the movie kept progressing I thought that's how it was going to go and especially after the birthday scene where it's uh or they bake the cake for Shoko and I think Yuzuru's mom I thought this movie was in an upwards trend of everyone like like getting back together, like becoming friends again and growing. But I did not see the fireworks scene and the aftermath of that fireworks scene. Like that was a complete plot twist to me. Like I I thought I was about to get hit by a freaking bus going 97 miles an hour. Like I I could not believe that. Like I was in awe like my jaw dropped at that scene yeah that was definitely a jaw just seeing him slip well i think also i agree with the point that you were getting at it seemed like everything was on the up and up like they're they bake the cake the mom is accepting him again like the mom smacked him she hated him understandably so and then everything was starting to work itself out and then next thing you know she just wants to jump off a ledge like, it's like, where did that even come from? I think they showed that a little earlier, especially when they all got together on the bridge the first yeah. time. And he kind of sat down and like he called the one girl a coward, said Uno was a bully, like um, Kawaii-san was um, f- being fake, and then called her friend the outsider. I think then in that scene and the following scene when they're on a train and they go somewhere, she kind of, she kind of says something along the lines of like, if we're together, you're not going to be happy or something like that. So I think they were foreshadowing it a little bit, but especially when they're at the festival and she says she has to study and then he turns to her family and they ask where she went. I, I didn't expect that at all. I mean, they definitely hinted after at it after, like, at the bridge scene because she kind of blamed herself for everyone hating each other. She thought she was the reason that no one, like, she could not make, make friends or make anyone happy in her life. And they kind of hinted at it by what she was saying, uh, how she was looking while they were arguing um, because it all had to do with her, she thought but it was all it was about themselves 
especially since she didn't really see the aftermath after she left of what happened to him. But with that scene, like when he does fall, he falls into a river, right? Mm-hmm. He falls into the river that they used to jump in and get in trouble. With oh, okay, got you. The and same that's place his... where they were throwing um, bread and stuff, I believe. Is that when his other two guy friends, those are the ones that saved him, right? Because that's where he sees in the flashes. Yeah. Okay, got you. That's what I thought it was. I just wanted to confirm. I do want to talk about the mom talking to the other. I mean, the mom and the sister were very, very protective of uh, Shoka. Understandably so, just because all the things that she's been through. Um. And then finally seeing the mom break down and thanking the other mother for what uh, Ishida did, that scene kind of broke me. That was definitely like a tearjerker moment for me. The scene, I agree with you, but the scene that I absolutely hated was when that scene's happening and then you see like Ueno or mm. whatever her name is just absolutely mm. beating up on on Shoko especially after the the probably mental toll she's going through and she's also injured herself well like and they just don't redeem her i mean i guess they do a little bit but like at no point even at the end of the movie that i feel like i liked her like they're all hanging out at the festival cool but they didn't like give her a redemption i mean they showed where she was coming from a little bit they tried to and they tried to give her a little bit of redemption with her um signing the word baka yeah but that didn't really cut it for you boy no um, it didn't (laughs) what were your guys' thoughts on Kawhi and her story because she was kind of in a background and she would help with the bullying, um, but acted like she wasn't helping with the bullying all the time. Um, I know people have done that in real life, so I just, and you might have been affected by that. I think what they tried to show with her was the people that witness it, but don't speak up or don't stop try and stop it. And the grief that they went through because you can tell it's affecting her also i don't know that that scene with the mother just hit different for me and then did you guys enjoy the last uh bridge scene where it's just him and her talking yes i enjoyed it too i i didn't enjoy it as much as seeing him walking around and then lifting his ears open, and then all the X's falling. I love that. That yeah. scene. Oh, the best scene. Yeah, Chili Willies. Absolute leg hair razor. I guess my one issue with that scene is I, I think it felt a little bit forced. Like the Which dude. Scene? The one um when they're when he like breaks out of the hospital when they meet on the bridge. I liked the scene with the X's falling. That scene's great. I mean it's the end of the movie. But the one where, again, maybe it's just like uh, 
the realist coming out in me, but like it seemed forced. I, I, I gonna let I'm some sorry, real yeah. random dude just walk out of his hospital room who just woke up from a coma. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's just not realistic, and it's fine. It's a movie, but it felt a little forced. Like I would have liked it better if like maybe she was in the room with him when he woke up. Something that was actually a little bit more plausible. Yeah, but at the same time, she couldn't be there because uh, you know what was you know was saying to her, like saying it was all your fault. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do either. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Like I know this isn't a funny movie, but like having worked in healthcare, and then like, <laughs> the thought of someone falling off a building, right, being I he in a coma and then moving rooms, and then waking up from that coma, removing all his like leads and attachments and then walking out of a hospital to me just made me laugh yeah it's not it's not realistic in the slightest it really but is. i enjoyed the scene nonetheless yeah like, i enjoyed the scene yeah i enjoyed it. it it just seemed i don't know compared to the other scenes it didn't give me that pizzazz it seemed like you knew it was going to happen at some point like in every like romantic movie you know like that scene there's that always that scene you know so I kind of knew it was coming. So maybe it didn't hit as much as I wanted it to. I don't know if y'all, it definitely hit. Don't, don't get me wrong. It definitely hit. But I feel like I remember other scenes more than that scene. I liked it because they had that like dream or Shoko had that dream where essentially I thought he was going to die. Like I thought he was passing on. Because before he actually wakes up, there is that dream. And then he says that he's passing on kind of similar to when the grandma died. Like you see her little sister sleeping with the grandma and then having a dream. And then the grandma's dead. And then she has that dream about Ishida. About how he like wants to pass or something like that or his time's up. And then he ends up waking up, obviously, after the dream. But I thought he was done. Until I saw that, which is why I really like that scene too. I've thought about this alternate ending for a while now. What I've always thought, like maybe, what if he did die? Like they could have taken it in a different direction as like at his funeral, everybody has X's on their face and then they show all the friends and all the X's drop. I mean, that would have been pretty good. That would have been pretty solid. Definitely upsetting, but. I feel like with that, you could still go in two directions. Obviously, one with them uh, coming together would be them coming together and kind of reconciling and working out their trauma and issues they had when they were kids. But you can also be on the opposite opposite end of the spectrum and just say nothing would have changed because they all still would have blamed her for him trying to save her, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, all the things that Shoko went through, too. Like, I feel like putting her through that was probably a little too much, too. Well, what were your thoughts? Like, if you were to give this movie a rating, what would you give it? Anywhere between a 7 and an 8. Probably closer to the 8 than 7. Yeah. But I don't... It's definitely not a 10. 8. I feel like eight's pretty solid. Mystic years. What are you? What are your thoughts? I'm giving this bad boy like a nine. Yeah. Personally, like a personal rating, I'm gonna give it a ten because I really, really like this movie personally. 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Personally, I'm giving it a 10. Obje- like objectively, if I had to rate it, I'm giving it a 9. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm, my stance is. An 8.8 at the lowest for me as a movie altogether. But personally, that's that that movie hit different for me. So it's definitely a 10. And I know last week we were talking about beautiful storytelling in like Anohana and Your Line April. But when I say beautiful storytelling, <laughs> a silent voice for me was it. I really enjoyed this movie and I don't think I don't think I've enjoyed an anime movie like this with this genre or a show with this type of genre in a long time. I really really liked the art style too. I like really really liked the art style. It, it was Kyoto animation. It, that of did course. The anime. It just everything about the art style to me i really really liked like even the colors that they were using um just it animated beautifully too it's not it's not like there was big moments to be like crazy crazy like fight animations but how good the music is going with the art style i think it was just beautifully done and to add on to what you're saying i also liked how in the scenes when he would talk to other people um especially i think when he was at school or when he would be walking into school compared to when he was younger when he was younger the background was clear and you could see the other students even their faces but when he gets older and he has that trauma of being bullied i don't know if you guys noticed this but when he's walking in the hallways around other people when he was older at school, the background was always blurred and he was a sole focus. And that goes along with the X's and him looking down. But there are also some frames when he's older where he is speaking to another person, but he's the only person in the in the picture at the time. So I really felt like that showed his isolation even more. I really liked throughout the movie when he was older them showing his thoughts of what is this person thinking about me what is that person thinking about me they're definitely talking about me right now because i definitely feel that like i definitely do that constantly and trying to make friends that way is extremely extremely hard you kind of have to talk yourself out of that I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that of the constant overthinking what other people are thinking of you. Well, I'm 5'9", so I think about that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) No one cares about height, dude. I don't know why you think. Well, no, and I think everyone thinks that to a certain extent, like whether it's in everyday life or even if you're in school giving a presentation, it could be something as simple as that. It's just relatable anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, social anxiety affects a lot of people. So, I mean, even like keeping his head down the whole entire time while he's walking, I definitely do that and have done that. Do you guys have any final thoughts or final things you want to say on it? It's a good movie. It's a must watch for any. Uh, definitely a must watch for any fan. Yeah, but final thoughts. Does he beat Goku, though? I don't think so. <laughs> 
I don't think he beats Goku. I mean, he could have the power of friendship on his side after the end of the movie. So we'll have to see where, where the show develops or the movie. He's just develops. throwing out gang signs, though. I don't know. Okay, on to your name. <laughs> Slim, what were your thoughts on it or how do you let's let's have you kick off our discussion on your name? All right, so I saw this movie a year after it came out. The hype for it was just crazy. Like, insane. They were saying this is the, one of the best movies ever made. Uh, beautifully done, which it was. It was definitely a great movie. Don't get me wrong. I didn't understand that level of hype, though. I didn't think it was that great of a movie. It was definitely a great movie. But you can't say it's, like, that great. Like, you can't say it's... It's definitely a top like twenty five, but I wouldn't put it in my top ten movies. Wait, to clarify, that's your personal top ten, right? Personal, I, I, even objectively, I don't think it's as great of a movie as people make it out to be. If I remember correctly, your name was one of the highest grossing anime movies until recently, when actually the Demon Slayer came out and just wrecked it. But That's until, correct. Until then, it was your name. Yeah, yeah. So even speaking of, I just looked up uh, top anime movies like before the podcast started, and they already have uh, Mugen Train in a in the top five, <laughs> yeah. which is wild to think of because it just came out. But going back to your name, uh, Matt, what were your thoughts overall of it? I think it's great. I think it's a class. I think it's um. I'm not gonna call it like the best ever, but I think it's a movie that's actually watchable for anyone. Sort of the same thing as even a silent voice. Like it could be watchable for anyone. Someone will you will find enjoyment out of it. This one was actually a little bit more lighthearted. Thankfully, you know you can only handle so much uh, depressing stuff, yeah. and it had a legitimately happy ending. So well, yeah, happy. Yeah. And I find it rewatchable. I think that's the best thing. Because the first time, I think you sort of... you're I, I don't want to say you're confused, but you're trying to figure out what, what actually is happening. Like, once the whole thing talking about... um Oh, it happened three years ago. I'm At that point, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, how is this happening? And then I think actually a second rewatch is great because you have an understanding of what's happening and a lot of stuff makes more sense. So for me, I agree with you, Matt, because it was my first watch through with both these movies. And I usually only watch anime and movies once unless I really enjoy them or there is something that I don't understand. And your name, I definitely feel like I do need to rewatch. Because, like you said, I was a little confused with the whole three-year difference. And I, I guess part of that was I didn't really expect that to be in it. Or it to have, like, some some sort of time difference. Yeah, I just... I, I didn't expect that to be in it. But for me, personally, without a rewatch, I enjoyed A Silent Voice better than your name. 
but it's hard it's hard for me to say that also because they are two different types of movies yeah i was just about to say that but i do think your name is definitely more rewatchable i think it's good like matt said good for everybody also i love the twist of them bringing it in like no one expected that of course and i i I understand i don't see where you're coming from from where like what part you're confused over just because the grandmother like explaining it about the intertwining it's like time is like a weave or whatever they were doing i think the beginning is pretty straightforward they're living each other's lives switching it day by day whatever and it starts to make just when you think it starts to make sense like oh these two people are alive they're gonna meet up blah 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 they just throw that wrench in there like oh wait she's actually sort of dead (laughs) (laughs) sort of kind of i mean she will i mean she was but she wasn't at the same time and it all makes sense in the end i think it's a great very well written it comes in a full circle it explains itself it's just at certain points you're sort of thinking like what's going on oh yeah i mean i think every good movie with a twist you're you're like what's going on like i think that i think you need that for a twist is the twist it, it gives you that aha moment which definitely happened because when he was like searching for her on the rocks uh and seeing all the beautiful stars and comments above and all that kind of stuff and they're about to crash down like it was definitely like building 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 throughout the movie which i really really liked i think it was a great movie but and that scene actually gave me sort of your line april vibes with like the whole different dimension like this beautiful animation colors setting yeah. and it was just nice to watch this man a year line april stand now <laughs> yeah, he yeah he is it's because my feelings still haven't recovered completely he, he, like, <laughs> he like he like blonde joints or something bro he, he loving like, like, no matter how many different women he meets he's always thinking about the one that got away cowrie I, I will never get over how dirty they did cowrie <laughs> But uh, before we continue, I just want to say something that made me really mad when I finished your name. And that's when I went to Otakon. Slim, you know, I went to Otakon. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you know, but Otakon is basically an anime convention in D.C. Mm -hmm. I've heard of it. So I went to Otakon. I was having a grand old time. At Otakon, um, artists actually have um, or give their pieces of art to auction off right so if you watch me on twitch or stop by on twitch you can see some of the pieces i have behind me when i stream some of those being like a hand-drawn uh spike from cowboy bebop one being a painted yukihira soma another being a painted genos right from one punch man and that samurai champloo poster heat oh yeah i do have a samurai champloo um like digital art poster if I had watched this movie before I had gone to Otakon, there was a hand-drawn or hand-painted picture of when the comet is about to crash the first time and Mitsuha is in the kimono and she's looking at the comet over the lake. The You know what scene I'm talking about? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Like that that iconic scene, right? There was a picture or a painting of that. And I just want to beat myself up for not <laughs> buying that painting after watching this movie. Because like put it, putting the picture into perspective now, it just makes it that much better for me. Yeah. Because if you actually saw that painting me not knowing what your name was about or and like anything really about it other than it was a very popular animated movie. I still wanted to buy it because that's how good I thought it looked, you know? Yeah. After watching it, I'm just like, dude, I should have thrown all my cash, my savings, <laughs> my car, sold my car and bought it. Yeah. the I think the art style for your name, I think, animation wise your name might have topped a silent voice art style wise i do like a silent voice more if that makes sense to you does that make sense or do i sound it dumb? makes sense i don't agree with it i think <laughs> oh, sound, really you think yeah. it's the other way uh i just i think as good as a silent voice was i just like that about your name better oh really so yeah, yeah. I, I was also gonna bring up i like the music more in a silent voice than to your name even though i really like the studio and the director of your name and what he does with music like with the other movie we're gonna talk to and compare to your name i liked i i really like the director i know he's like a legend i can't think of his name to save my life koto shinkai i really he, he kills all of his movies he does. I still actually have our uh, the poster from when we all went to go see it. I need to hang it up. I meet. I need to hang it up on my wall. He did. Have you guys seen the Garden of Words? No. It's a 35, 40 minute, forty five minute. I did. That makes so much sense that he did that. Dude, that should um, be our next watch in the Discord. Is he the, did uh, five centimeters per second, which people also say are their favorite movies. Like everything he's that. done, he's killed. But the Garden of Words is different. Like that, that definitely made me tear up. Like he, everything he does is very emotionally driven. He just has the Midas touch. He really does. Because I don't know if any of the viewers, if any viewers are on here right now, at me in the Discord, and I want to talk about the Garden of Words because I, I didn't know a lot of people knew about that one. I thought I, like secretly found it one day on youtube and i was like "Ooh, i got a got a tiny little one that no one knows about that i watched but i really love the garden words so if anybody wants to hit me up on the discord to talk about it, i'd love to i think that should be our next watch when we when we do watch an anime together also like i'll go back to the whole art thing again you're gonna call me a stan but I think like <laughs> next two no, but like the next two things I buy will definitely like be a poster or a wall art of some sort of your name and your lion April. Just get a tattoo. Have, they have some good looking stuff of those. Yeah, two. just get a tattoo. Uh, that's a little much. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day, Matt. You'll get a tramp stamp of a piano. Maybe one day. But like <laughs> <laughs> like those two, both of those things i one's a show and one's a movie but they have like great looking scenes and like iconic you show a fan that and they'll know exactly what what they're looking at and what you're talking about 
Yeah, well, you you are 100% right about that, that they have distinctive art styles. Yeah, you're 100% correct with that, because I think if you showed a scene of anything from those series, they're going to know where it's coming from. Going back to the story of your name, I really liked how when they would switch, and as they realized they were switching, they started to grow as a person also. Like, not just individually, but growing to like each other. And even other people around them saw that. And then as the story developed and Taki ends up going to the, I forget what they called it, the actual body of their god, like the underground place. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Where he starts talking about like the, the Musubi and he drinks the rice wine, and then he gets transported back to right before the comet lands. It's it's towards it's towards the end. Like he drinks the rice wine, he goes back. That's when he tells Tessie and her, her other friend that the comet's gonna crash and kill everyone. And that's when they start that. But I really liked how after they talked about the the rope and the twining of it, and how it's all musubi and like times relative, and his grandma says something. That was similar to the beginning, but this time she said, you're not Mitsuha. Yeah. Where before she was like, oh, you're in a dream. That's kind of what snapped him out before. And then this time he stays and they talk about how all the women in that family had similar dreams like that. I, I thought that was one thing I really liked and it kind of came full circle to me. Yeah, I love I love the grandmother saying that she's done that before. Like she's she's been through that before. I also liked how they showed the relationship between her father and or Mitsuha and her father. Like when he does end up going to when Taki is in Mitsuha's body and ends up going to talk to him, he like kind of realizes that that's not actually Mitsuha. People like started figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. People definitely started figuring it out at the end, especially when my man was dapping up Tessie, Teshi, whatever his name was. <laughs> but I think, I think after a rewatch, it'll, it might, I might feel differently. But as it stands right now, I think I, I, I personally enjoyed a silent voice more than your name. But like I said, that could all change after a rewatch. But as Matt was saying, I definitely think your name is more relatable and uh, rewatchable slash watchable for other people. Just because a silent voice does touch on some of those topics related to like mental health, depression, suicide. Yeah, I thought those were more relatable, you know, and I thought your name was more of a all-around movie that you can get into more definitely easier to watch yeah because i think silent voice takes an emotional toll on you so it's a roller coaster ride for sure yeah it's definitely like an emotional toll but your name you kind of can't look away because you're enjoying it and you want to know what happens next Mm -hmm. more than a silent voice i believe i agree with that what do you think matt yeah, I think it's it's not as heavy. I think it's the best way to describe it because uh, I guess it's I, it's more palatable. You know, 
the average person would rather sit down and watch your name if they're not trying to like feel something see i i just thought of a point like with a silent voice you learn everybody's emotions more and you know them more so seeing them jump off roofs or attempt to jump off roofs and have suicidal thoughts you understand the characters more more and more throughout the movie and you start to grow a connection to them so seeing them lost um, is more effective than your name emotionally because it's more of the whole town is going to explode and you don't really know the townspeople like at all. You don't have a big connection to the townspeople because it's already happened in the past, three years in the past. You do have a connection to like three or four of the characters, but you don't really know you don't have as much of a connection as what a silent voice set up. You know, I don't, you don't have that many strong connections. Uh, yeah. It's not as strong. You don't feel the strong connection. So when you say the whole town is going to go away, it's definitely scary and it's intense. And, and like I said, that scene where they're trying to get everybody out and moved is super, super intense. And I love that scene. That whole 25 minutes of that was just super anxiety and intense, but comparatively, the a silent voice was more grounded to me to personal feelings you know and personal connections i can i can see that so we took a little break in the middle of the podcast and kind of discussed that we wanted to talk about weathering with you once matt has seen it so we're actually going to talk about that next episode episode seven We'll give our thoughts on weathering with you and our final rating for your name because they do have a lot of parallels and we kind of want to give that all together. So that'll be on next week's episode. But we're going to transition right now into two pieces of news that really caught our attention. And the first is that Sony is in talks of acquiring Crunchyroll. Slim, I know you looked up a little bit about that, right? A tiny bit. I mean, I, I have the, pretty much the same information you have. I'm somewhat worried for it. Just because if they, like what you said earlier to me, if they monopolize it. Um, and I'm also afraid some companies, like anime producing companies, aren't going to like that it's monopolized and they're going to try to make their own. But at the same time, I really like having it all in one place so I don't have to have 10 different subscriptions, you know? Mm. Interesting. What do you think, Matt? I think it's good. I think it's just a easier way to centralize everything. I think it will result in cheaper prices, which is never a bad thing. I have no, I have no beef with it. It would just be between them and Netflix. I got you. I got you. I think I'm leaning more towards Slim in the worry that uh, with Sony acquiring it and them already, I think, being the parent company of Funimation, that yes, it could get centralized, but I'm afraid that the prices would go up because I know before through a partnership with essentially Verve VRV, I don't know if you guys know about that, but before uh, Verve was an app that had access to Crunchyroll and um, Funimation 
And up until I believe last year, they broke up that partnership and then Funimation went with Hulu and then Verve's kind of doing their own thing. But I believe Verve is also, or VRV is also owned by Crunchyroll, if I'm not mistaken. But Crunchyroll was bought by AT&T previously. Um, I forget when. I feel like it's definitely within the last like two or three years but essentially they'll be sold to sony and it'll be interesting i kind of am looking forward to it um i know sony does own like uh at least two production companies i think i know one of them is a1 pictures and i think they may also own cloverworks but to your guys's point i believe crunchyroll also has like agreements or things worked out with other like distribution companies and other like uh companies that distribute mangas and have rights to other shows so it'll be interesting i'm definitely going to be uh looking forward to reading more stuff on it well it could be like a bundle deal type thing you know like you get disney plus hulu and espn plus like if they all are, maybe they'll do something. Can try to do something like that. Like if they have Hulu, if they're with Hulu, because I know you said you thought Hulu was under Sony as well. No, no Funimation. Funimation. Funimation is under, under Sony. Sony. Yeah. Well, if they guess I guess if they combine it into one, they have no need to. But I don't think it, it would. The price would go astronomical. I don't think it would be that bad. It'll definitely be interesting to see what they do especially since Funimation is kind of more the dub king for America and then Crunchyroll is more of an overall, um, at least to me, that's what it seems like. But with that being said, if they do consolidate them or combine them, I wouldn't be mad as long as the price was still rel- uh, relatively like understandable because I do have both. But again, uh, I do enjoy the uh, user interface update that Crunchyroll did recently. And even before its update, I did like it more than Funimation's. Yeah. Like Funimation's phone app to me is so clunky and I it's hate so it. Bad. Funimation's a little, a little lacking in the app department on PS4, on phone, on everything. Yeah. Which is why I don't like using it as much. But again, Funimation does have some uh, exclusives for their seasonals, which is why I guess I kind of bear it. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. I definitely want to see what they work out and how it goes and how that's going to kind of change the like conventions because Funimation has its expo and Crunchyroll has its expo and they're both pretty big and they're both really big retail giants too in terms of things for anime yeah. i mean i'm i'm excited about just how much dubbed anime is on funimation i feel like they're the leaders in english dub animation so if they bring them together to be actually be able to because if y'all know me i i'll watch a show subbed and really enjoy it and then like a year later if i feel like re-watching it i'll be like you know what, let me try the dub. Let me see how bad the English voice actors are, or if they're good. Um, I don't know if anybody else does that. Um, yeah, I To don't. see if, like, the, the moments still hit when they're in English. 
it's, um, it's never how bad, it's how much better it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes, <laughs> so we've had that discussion with Cole, sometimes, sometimes it's not that great, but I'm excited if they do bring that towards Country Roll. I thought you were going to say, if y'all know me, you know, I hate a bunch of shows. So <laughs> that's what I, I hate. I hate like two or three, two or three shows. Uh, time seven. Fairy, fairy, fairy tale. And uh, I don't hate Sword Art. I just think it's extremely overrated. Anyways, uh, another thing that we kind of touched upon a little earlier while talking about your name was the Demon Slayer movie. And how ridiculously gigantic it is. <laughs> because I... not only is the movie going crazy, their manga sales in Japan are also going crazy. Like, I think I saw something that said, like, Demon Slayer has, like, the top 22 or top 20 spots of manga sales in the last week or month in Japan. I think it was week, but... That, that franchise is definitely definitely making its bread. The film set a new record in Japan for the fastest film to earn 10 million yen in 10 days, Jesus. beating out Spirited Away, which is currently the top grossing film of all time in Japan, having earned 30.8 billion yen. Definitely worldwide, too. And Akira is probably close. To kind of put that in perspective, Spirited Away took 25 days to reach 10 billion yen when it opened in 2001. It's starting to get on the level of Akira and like same and and sales wise. I don't know if it's movie wise since we haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. The Fate movie comes first. You know, that's going to be coming to theaters uh, November 18th. Yeah, November 18th is when it shows domestically. Um, up until that weekend, which is, I think, November 22nd. I don't believe it's going to be showing any longer. Before we run out of time, the live-action Akira movie, um, it keeps getting pushed back because I think actors keep leaving it. (laughs) Um, And that's like a classic movie. I wanted to see if y'all have ever watched a live-action remake of anime. Yeah, the Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, no, dude. Oh, yeah. Even I've seen that one. Oh, I, no. I stopped watching live action because of that one. Well, it was kind of a comedy. <laughs> that movie is good to laugh at. Um, have you guys seen? Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank now. Have you guys seen the how bad the Death Note remake was? I thought they said it was good. No, they changed a bunch of the story and they changed how the main character. They they were just saying how all the anime watchers how much they trashed it. My girlfriend enjoyed the movie because she's never seen the original, but they absolutely trash the anime. Like it's nothing like the anime at all. Well, I didn't really like the anime, so you didn't. What Death Note? Yeah, I still haven't finished it. I thought you really, really. You were telling me how much you were enjoying the first half of it. I was up until L died. That's what I hear a lot. And then, like, like I'm just like I really don't want to finish this because I don't really like um. I think it's M, the t- whoever's the taller one. I don't really like the taller dude. With how good the first half of it was with L, I think people compare it to the second half. I think it gets a little overhated. I feel like it goes off the rails a little bit. 
Like, oh, it definitely does. The first half is like, okay, it's L versus light, and it's like, this is great. I just hope it climaxes to that, and it's over. Yeah, but the, um, I don't know. I think the second half definitely gets overhated, though. Like, I, it still was a good anime overall. Yeah, good overall, but I just think the second half compared to the first half. Oh, is yeah, it's nowhere near. No, not as good. Yeah, it's nowhere near. I personally felt that after L died, they were just repeating the same stuff, essentially. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And then he killed his dad, and I was like, bro, that's your father. How could you do that to your <laughs> fool? This does not align with my views at all. Yeah, but live, I watched that. I, I've had to turn off so many live action. I tried to watch the Full Metal Alchemist one. It was so bad. It was so bad. I turned that off within the first five minutes. Damn. Yeah. But, um, you guys have any final thoughts? Anything else you want to say? Nope. Uh, sooner or later, we're going to get Matt to watch Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball sucks and Dub is better. <laughs> Because this those second, are my two. That's are my two. Uh, second season of Dragon Ball. See, y'all are haters. Y'all hate Death Note, Dragon Ball. No, I Dragon Ball like is fairy tale. It's hard. To, Look, sort of. Dragon Ball is not good. Okay, it's. <laughs> Dude, you okay. gotta. Re- I will have that discussion another time. We'll Before we get on a tangent, I do want to have one or want to ask one question. I do want to ask one question. Matt, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh jokes aside. <laughs> yeah, did you do anything fun, Matt? <laughs> no. You played Warzone. <laughs> you played Warzone yesterday. That was fun. Yeah, Matt leveling up, bro. He's, he's actually clean at it. He went from one to ten in about an hour. Uh, guys, if you want like a special day where us three just stream and either play games or do some uh anime ranking or do tier list let us know and um we'll, we'll we'll probably figure out a way to do that in a week or two but thank you for everyone for listening for tuning in this concludes this week's episode if you want to connect with us and see what other anime we're watching other games we're playing uh other stuff we're talking about make sure you join our discord or follow me on twitter and twitch i stream mondays and wednesdays right now we'll see y'all next week